From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 109. I am Brad Robinson. This week's episode is about the amygdala, the anxiety response, and I'm going to go over a situation and experience that I've been through where I faced extreme panic, and I want to look at it from the perspective that I have now and then go over what was going on in that experience, what I was doing wrong to enhance my anxiety and my fears, and what was going on with my amygdala so that you have a better understanding of anxiety when you're faced in a situation when the unknown pops up in life when, well, of course, it inevitably does, and and how you can handle that situation the best way uh, that you can. Before I get into that, I just want to go over some of your guys' uh, reviews of the podcast and of the YouTube channel and uh, of the content in general, and I want to start off with Eric's uh message that he sent me uh, via YouTube. Uh, Eric says, I have picked up swimming, blessed to have a place to swim. It's a public place and always hated having my shirt off in front of many people. So I took that as an opportunity to do something I wasn't comfortable with. I also did not want to swim and exercise for an hour. So there's there's uh, there's uh, uh, some great things uh, already mentioned in that so far. Op- he used opportunity, which is amazing. He's he's I love that mindset. Um, so he also continues on to say, I kept inviting anxiety to kick in. I kept inviting and trying to give me that give up and go home thought, but I always pushed through, and it's the best feeling. So it's the best feeling pushing through that. That's, that's amazing, Eric. I've been seeing progress in my health anxiety, anxiety in general, facing symptoms, beautiful progress. I now fell in love with the progress. I no longer think a symptom will kill me. I now see it as anxiety. Even though uncomfortable, I invite it to teach me more. So you're using anxiety as a teacher. That's amazing. It's beautiful, this healing journey. I noticed my healing hit supercharge when I stopped avoiding certain things when feeling anxious. Symptoms go away faster. I feel more okay with being not okay. I am excited to learn more and to get where I want to be. Thank you, Brad, for everything. You are truly special. Well, thank you, Eric, for, you know, Eric and I have actually met before via one-on-one coaching, um, and he's come so far, but I really, I love this line here. Um, uh, it's, he says, let me just find it. Um, here it is. I stopped avoiding certain things when feeling anxious that I love that. And it ties into this week's episode, not it avoiding those situations that make you feel anxious, the unknown situations, right? How brave are you to to face the uncertainty, that novelty? And, and Eric here, he, he changed 
his internal self-talk. You can see that he's saying uh, it's a challenge, right? He's viewing the situation at the pool as a challenge. It's an opportunity to change, to, to grow. And I love that. That's the mindset. That's the developing mindset anxiety sufferers need to develop in order to overcome anxiety. So thank you, Eric, for your powerful, powerful message. Uh, Roy, he, he says, love the podcast, practical tools to help you heal rather than cope a daily listener. Well, thank you, Roy. Um, yes, this podcast is about, uh, tools and healing. It's not about coping. It's about how can we heal? How can we overcome? Margaret, she says, anxiety came about later in my life. Listening to your show opened my eyes to how common it is. Not only that, I began to implement the techniques mentioned. I'm on the right track. Amazing, Margaret. And yes, novelty will pop up throughout all of our lives. No matter who you are, anxiety occurs when we are in the unknown. It's how we respond to the unknown. And you can see by Eric's message that he's responding to that novelty the right way right? It's how we respond. It's how we behave in those situations that determine um, the, the the identity that we want to build for ourselves, right? The, per, the person that we want to be. And so in this podcast, I want to talk about that novelty. I want to talk about the situations that, that, that initiate that anxiety response from the amygdala, the amygdala being the, the fight, flight, or freeze response, right? the part of the brain that initiates that response. So I want to talk about a common scenario that somebody finds themselves in, and I want to pick that apart today in this episode. And so the scenario was, um, for me, when I was suffering from anxiety, it was a scenario where I was in a lighting workshop, and I decided to take this workshop because you know, I wanted to enhance myself. I wanted to gain some experience in the film industry. So I showed up at this uh, workshop, and it's a it's a new building. It's a it's a, a new place. Uh, I I don't know anybody there, and so straight out of the gate, that's novel. That's exciting. My anxiety is already active to some degree because our anxiety systems are active whenever we are in. Uh, the unknown situation. And so I was in the unknown situation and my anxiety was active. It was excitement and it was, um, you know, curiosity, right? And so I sit down at the workshop and then five to 10 minutes into the workshop, I started to pay attention and notice shallow breathing right? Everything was quiet. There was a presenter. There was about, uh, I'd say 20 to 30 people in the room. And I was sitting there and I noticed my breathing. And then I started to go down this train of thought, this snowball of thought. And that led me to anxiety. And I got up and I walked to the bathroom swiftly. And then I was in the bathroom pacing in the, in the stall and I was like, I can't go back out there. What am I going to do? 
Um, and then I eventually left the building and I walked back to the train station. Now, there was a strong fear of social judgment and anxiety sufferers experience this when they're out in public, when they're in a crowded area. It's the it's, it's social judgment and the fear of uh, their own mortality. They don't want to die, but they also don't want to die and embarrass themselves while they die. And and the reason I didn't go back out into the workshop was because I didn't want to cause any attention. I didn't want any attention towards me, right? And that's the reason why I got up and left because I, part of the thoughts and thinking while I was sitting there uh, panicking over my breathing was, uh, you know, people must think I'm going crazy or, or people must think I'm losing my mind or acting weird. And that's why I didn't want to go back in. I just wanted to avoid people altogether. And that's uh, the signs of agoraphobia, not wanting to be out in public and and having a panic attack and having that fear of social uh, judgment arise within them, right? And, and so when there's a mismatch between what is desired and what actually happens, fear and curiosity bubble up. So my desire was to go into the workshop and to learn something and to enhance myself and knowledge and 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 I visualized how that was going to go and when I got there it didn't it wasn't what I desired right the 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 unknown popped up the unknown being the breathing that those feelings the feelings that anxiety was causing the sensations anxiety was producing and Sitting there noticing that lightheadedness and that shallow breathing, um, my anxiety system snowballed. It's the innate fear reaction to everything novel, right? It's the innate fear reaction. So I reacted to this novelty because I didn't know how to handle the novelty, right? I didn't have the tools and the techniques and the strategies, and so throughout my life, I responded to the sensations of anxiety with great emotion. I never truly figured it out, right, until my anxiety recovery. When it, when at 10 years old, when I had my first panic attack, I was focusing on my breathing. I was focusing on rapid heartbeat beating and my lightheadedness, and that caused me a lot of uh high emotion, right? It, it caused me a lot of curiosity and I was trying to figure it out. And that's what anxiety it, it does is it, it, it's trying to figure out what is really going on. So when I was 10 years old and going through that whole experience, I eventually just repressed it. I, my, but the whole time throughout, you know, my teens and my uh, mid twenties, I never figured it out. And when, it, when that novelty came about, those sensations anxiety produced, it would send me to panic because I've yet to figure it, I've yet to figure out what to do and what they represented, right? So whenever we're in the unknown, the unfamiliar territory, the amygdala, the guard, responds, right? So sitting in that workshop, sitting in that unknown place, my amygdala was active, producing bodily sensations as it naturally does and then it was my negative emotions about those sensations that snowballed my anxiety to panic 
So when we're in the unknown and the amygdala is active, we have the opportunity to tell the amygdala that there is no need to attach fear to the situation. We can do this through our behaviors, right? So as you can see from my experience, I went to the bathroom, paced around, and then I left the building. What did I do wrong? I left. I left. Like Eric said at the beginning, right? He looked at it as an opportunity. If I, But at the time, I didn't know. I didn't even know what anxiety was. And that's why we hold on to these experiences. That's why I held on to this traumatic event. Because my amygdala was trying to figure out this whole time what was going on, right? And so if you're walking down the street and you get mugged, the amygdala labels that novel occurrence with meaning. That's why you will spend a long time afterwards thinking and ruminating over that mugging, right? You'll just keep thinking about it because that's the brain trying to figure out you know, what exactly happened and how can you not experience a mugging anymore. You're walking down the street and you fall into a hole, right? And then the brain is like, how can Brad avoid falling into a hole again? And that's the brain figuring out what is really happening. What's, what happened there? What how did I get myself to be in that situation, right? That's what the brain's trying to figure out. How did Brad get himself in that situation where he was mugged? But like everybody, we repress those situations and then we don't figure it out. We just suppress it. And that's why we care. That's why it's called baggage. We're carrying it around. We have yet to release and understood that novelty, the amygdala, the anxiety response, it wants to understand the novelty. It wants to understand why that happened and what got you to that situation. What did you do wrong? It wants to make the unknown into known territory. The amygdala will respond with high emotion to anyone who resembles that mugger in appearance, right? Or you walk into an area that resembles the street you got mugged, your anxiety systems will activate danger. You know, this is familiar to you where something novel happened to you, something life-threatening happened to you. And so in that workshop, my reactions toward the anxiety sensations like the lightheadedness, the shallow breathing have yet to be understood I didn't understand what they were, what they were signifying, right? A lot of people can view them as excitement, but for me, who is highly sensitive, who react highly emotional towards these sensations throughout my life before, I reacted with the same emotions in that workshop, and then that led me to leaving. That led me to being really fearful uh, over them, right? And very reactive over, over those sensations. So I responded to those sensations as, as if they were a threat to my life, right? The amygdala is saying, if you don't know what it means, you'd better pay attention to it. So I didn't know what my sensations meant. 
I didn't know. And now that I know that it's anxiety, I can work with them, right? I can accept them and I, I view them as opportunities to challenge myself. And so I'll give you another example. Maggie and I were driving out of the city to go camping. And so as soon as the environment changed to something I wasn't familiar with, my anxiety became active. But then with that anxiety, the sensations happened. I felt the tingly sensations, the lightheadedness, the shallow breathing, the heart beating. And then this was during my anxiety recovery. I driving, I viewed those sensations as, oh, it's anxiety. Now it's an opportunity to sit with it. You know, I'm not going anywhere. It's about that self-talk, right? It's how do you communicate yourself when this anxiety uh happens, right? When we respond to our sensations, how do we communicate to ourselves? Oh, you know, I, and in this situation, I communicated to myself with great comfort, right? And, and I was saying to myself, you know what? It's anxiety. I'm going to sit with the sensations. They're going to eventually dissipate today. Right now is an opportunity to challenge myself. And, you know, no matter what happens, whatever happens, if it kills me, let it kill me. I don't care. This is this is anxiety. And so moments later, anxiety dissipated and I had a great camping trip. It's how you communicate in that novelty, right? In that unknown space. It's fear and curiosity driving your anxiety response. A lot of people view their anxiety response as excitement right? It's changing your perspective over it. I, in the past, responded to that anxiety system with great emotion, high emotion. I was very sensitive towards all of those sensations. Now, I view them as excitement. I changed my perspective over them. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you for being here with me today. Remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I'd greatly appreciate it. And please subscribe and leave your comments on YouTube. I'll get back to you and even uh, talk about your comments on the show. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.